0: Hi, guys. Hello, gladly global citizens. Welcome back to the podcast where we talk about how we can deepen the discourse about language, how we can share and enjoy language and culture as a unit. To talk a little bit more about how we can celebrate cultures responsibly and also just in general how me myself and uh, another colleague of mine um, also enjoys culture how we venture into the space of someone else's culture because you know like that's a big move that's like you're holding hundreds and thousands and blah 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 years (laughs) of someone's culture like I don't think we think about that enough and so yeah we're gonna take a little dive have a fun feel around so let's start yes (laughs) so Cody why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself all right hi guys I'm Cody and Brown
1: uh I don't know what to say now I'm out of school so I kind of feel like I have no identity (laughs) or almost graduate of uh, literatures in English and French at the University of the West Indies. I am interested in languages for their potential to open up the world to me and so I can interact with other people, um, learn about different cultures. And then I'm just also just interested in looking at cultural um, interested in looking at cultures in general, especially from a literature's point of view. I'm um, looking at the stories we tell ourselves, the myths we tell ourselves, and what makes up our identities as people.
0: Mm. Yeah, Lovely. I love it. I love it a lot. So Cody and I go back, way back for, um, I think we've been friends for at least over 2008.
1: maybe. Yeah. So
0: like over, what is that even? 12, <laughs> 12 years um, or so, almost. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So is it uh, at <laughs> No t-
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think maybe I don't know man. We
0: didn't didn't do (laughs) much, you know. We used to count and then I think somewhere around like eight years we stopped counting and so here we are, yeah. Anyway, yeah, so (laughs) we we did you know the magazine recently. We did a um, we did an episode on episode, it's a magazine, an issue on (laughs) celebrating culture and whatnot and uh. Yeah, you know, even just moving to Sweden. So I moved to Sweden, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I moved to Sweden. And I think I've never understood cultural appropriation more than I have now. Because, I I mean, I think that it's easy to get sucked into, like, the, like, the Nazi-esque group um, voice of the left or the right. And be like, that's the extreme groups are the ones that, like um dictate what each one is, like, oh you can't say anything, you can't enjoy anything, no. We can't wear this, we can't look at that, we can't sing anything, you know? Um, and it's easy to get sucked into that and then you just stop being sensitive to or like looking into the depths of a culture. Yeah. You know? And then now that I'm here now that I'm here in white people land, it's like, you know, this is this is like as, <laughs> as- <laughs> this is like as nice as the white gets i think because this is like you know perfect society when i say perfect in comparison to other places this is one of the places that have the easiest for everyone you know they they really have it have it set out for them i think Mm. i think every single adult i've met so far when i say adult i mean a generation above me (laughs) they have all said to me like yeah, we may have made it too easy because <laughs> I mean, uh the younger generation is really entitled in a lot of different ways. I mean, it's good that we're at this space of effluence now and I and I think it was definitely the right direction that they ma- they didn't make it too good, but I can tell for sure that there is a distinct lack of understanding of the world and what everyone else is going through and what some people's culture means to them Mm. because they just have not experienced struggle which is which although this is an extreme example because really swedes have no idea um in this in the states there will be groups or like in the west in general there'll be groups who have just not experienced what it feels like to get something ripped from them you know and I've been pondering that a lot these days. Mm, I feel like it's. I feel like it's also something to do
1: with how insular certain cultures can be. Mm. Um, and so I don't even think it has to be. Uh, I, maybe because I, of course, I haven't been to Sweden. So perhaps the environment of Sweden um, provides the opportunity for um, a certain, not close-mindedness, but. A myopia mm-hmm. about things. From what you you've said, uh, maybe that is the case. But even in um cultures where you have more cultures interacting, you still do have a lot of people who are unable to think about life outside of their own yeah. like household, outside of their own culture. Um, they are they're not able to empathize empathize.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, when it comes to something like that, I feel like that more has to do with um how dominant or how ubiquitous the hegemony is because even as you're saying that in sweden it's very different where some a lot of people don't know how about struggle that might be from the the majority perspective because i know that in europe there are still a lot of um issues in re like immigration Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. re like even with um with uh, refugees mm-hmm. and so on in all the different European cultures, so there could, there very well could be the same amount of struggles that are happening, or the same kinds of struggles that are happening in Western countries in, quote unquote, more diverse countries in terms of culture and um, immigration and so That's on. That's
0: a good point.
1: But you're not seeing them yeah because the the um the populations themselves might be so small or people are so invested in assimilating mm-hmm. that and because of course with the with the, the systems might be different for example with healthcare um and with schooling and so on so it makes it because the system is different it makes it harder to see what the act what the actual friction is you know
0: yeah yeah, yeah. i mean uh, I, I didn't think about the how it could exist within, Swedes, within Sweden's microcosm. I didn't think about it that much. But more so, it was like a a heavy example for me. Because I imagine I can see like the disparity between the groups more so now. Because it's like to a level that perhaps I didn't notice as clearly when I'd speak with me as a privileged person with my privileged friends, you know. Mm. And then now that I'm the minority, like definitely a minority here. And I'm talking from a space that um, maybe even just, you know, just how we've been talking so much about um, minorities and the struggles that they go through, Black Lives Matter. Um, it, You know, actually, it's not just that we've been talking about Lebanon these days as well. And, you know, everywhere. And I've been in like, fight or flight mode for the past few months too, mm-hmm. like, it's even with corona even just thinking about corona too about talking about um, immuno-compromised uh, people and them as a minority and how people don't give a shit about that either and going outside and da, 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 da. Yeah, I've just been so like oh, yeah. oh my god, we, we need to fight, kind of, like, or be really aware, and then I came to Sweden and it's like, none of that exists here uh, at least not in like not the public in a, consciousness. Yeah, not, or at least in the most watered down way possible it exists. So, yes, the idea where they're they're quite open-minded people. So, you know, they'll talk about it and and be open-minded in a lot of space like they wouldn't necessarily shut you down if you're talking about something, but they're just so far removed, if you know what I mean. Mm. So, then by seeing that example i could see myself a little bit more and how i may have been removed in a different situation or how yeah or how it must feel for someone who's like in the oppressed in a group of the oppressed talking to someone who's not
1: yeah yeah and
0: yeah. the other person like you know listening to them and maybe being like yeah yeah that is you know oh this sucks and you know but you can feel
1: getting it
0: yeah yeah, exactly but you can feel the fact that their depth like that it's a shallow argument on the other side and that they're not really getting what the other person is saying Mm. yeah it's it's been a really um humbling experience i think
1: i I, I i definitely see that i definitely see that and i and i can i can empathize why did I say, emph- why are you doing that? <laughs> empathize, <laughs> empathize, I keep saying. What's wrong with me? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I totally get what you're, what you're saying about being confronted with a different mm-hmm. point of view. I feel like I also had that experience when I um, was in boarding school. I did boarding school for two years. My last two years of high school in Vermont. Mm-hmm. And at the school, there are, of course, other international students. And you kind of do begin to see that intersection all the intersections and all Mm -hmm. the, um, different levels of one oppression, but then also of culture. And, you know, you start examining not only just, you know, okay, you're from a different country than me, but Oh, how is gender different where you're from? Mm -hmm. How is school different where you're from? What are the expectations of a young person? What's the expectations of an adult? What, you know, all that, all those different things. Um, you kind of become more exposed to the different challenges that people do have across the um across the board, yeah. But then I would still say though that there is still a baseline, and there is a there is a way to talk about um these different levels of engagement, that it doesn't stop at oh you're just different from me because in in some ways things like everything is kind of intertwined. In in a in a world that is going towards globalization, we're all supposed to be um. At once accepting and at once um, we're we're all supposed to be curious or interested in other in other cultures, right? That's how this thing whole thing works, right? Mm-hmm. Um and or that's how it's sold to us, as we um kind of get into globalization or we're expected to take on globalization, which is supposed to be um some kind of leveling of the playing field, um depending on how some people describe it, as we try to to. Figure out how to engage with different cultures, um, on a in a meaningful level in terms of understanding. Mm-hmm. Not just oh you're different from me, I'm different from you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Things get a bit things better get a bit muddied if you don't find that baseline, right? And you don't understand how these cultures are interacting in the first place. Mm-hmm. For example, it's not a simple one to one equation. It's not. Um, it's not, oh, I'm from America and you're from Jamaica and we can, you know, share cultures the same. We can use things of ours the same because you have to take into consideration the prevalence and the cultural power, the, um, the, 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 the cultural weight that a certain culture has mm-hmm. across its own borders across the sea, right? You have to take into consideration colonization. You have to take into consideration um, imperialism. When somebody, language, going to take it back to language, when somebody says they want to learn English, that is a totally different thing from someone saying, oh, you know, I think I might want to learn Korean or I think I might want to learn um, Swahili, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not because these languages are inherently more valuable than the, than the um another but because of how the dynamics of politics work in a post um christopher columbus space right mm-hmm. when once you had colonization once you have um imperialism there's going to be ways that um people are valued and people are devalued and so it is important to keep that in perspective when you're interacting with other cultures right i saw something the other day i saw something the other day that i feel like it was a viral video so a lot of people have seen it and it's gone around a couple times but it was a video of a woman and her son okay I, I forget i think they're british tourists and i forget which country i think it was in it was a country in asia i'm i'm blanking on the name right now but the woman and her son the tourists were running from this woman who was cussing them out oh cussing them out dog rotten mm. and flinging stone after them and all sorts of stuff and the woman was cussing mm. and she was basically saying she i, I, I can't, i'm not I, I don't remember exactly her exact words but she was basically cussing the tourists for trying to haggle down a price mm-hmm. right the tourists had gone with her son to get some tea and say the tea was um for $2 Mm -hmm. And the woman wanted to get it for like 50 cents. And the native woman to the space was cussing them because, you know, one, you're coming from... The perspective you can look at it from is that you're coming from this rich country, Mm -hmm. right? Where your dollar means something different from my dollar. Mm -hmm. And I present you a price and you're trying to haggle me down further as Mm -hmm. if our realities aren't completely different. Mm -hmm. Right? So I feel like in in, in conversations about... um, Cultural appropriation and and inter- intermingling between cultures—you do have to think about um, that power dynamic that can exist, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so once we disabuse ourselves of the notion of one to one, that you know, this equality thing. It's actually being realized because we know that you know all humans are equal, or at least we're told that all humans are equal. Right. But when you come to the nitty gritty day to day of things, you can see how that is not true for a lot of different people. Um, and so you mentioned earlier that there are the two poles of the right and the left, the, the extremists, mm-hmm. and there are people who are, of course, a straight, abhorrent, and you know, mm-hmm. racist, and every other is that you can think of, mm-hmm. and then there are it seems to be and i actually don't want to equate these two things cuz at least one um one group is actually thinking about these different dynamics you know yeah 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 i have a word for that too but keep going <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but um you have then you have on the more progressive side of things where it seems like people are being um overly anxious about getting things right and you know not disrespecting and not stealing and it, it, people feel uh, some people feel trapped in that they're like oh you can't even express yourself you're not allowed to engage with whatever blah 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 um and it's not like that first of all to have that attitude to um someone else's culture is very entitled in the first place yeah. right like if you think about it so what if you cannot partake in a celebration or you're, you can't partake in a way of dressing you know so what what makes it so Um, important that you should be able to take advantage of this thing that is being celebrated. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. if if we think about it in that way, we can think we can realize how this kind of entitlement is kind of baked into a lot of our um subconsciouses, because we're we're trying so hard to live up to the um the this ideal of the one to one that you know there are are no imbalances between me and something else and in a, lot right. of these, in a lot of these situations the person who is arguing for um to have free and uncriticized use of another person's culture they're actually arguing from a very powerful position and they feel entitled and and then you get the, the argument that oh but what if they do it to me you know like the reverse racism mm-hmm. argument mm-hmm. like what if um a, a black person is prejudiced against a white person um, well those two things aren't the same right mm-hmm. because when you look at for some, for something like racism for example racism is uh, a systemic issue right so mm-hmm. racism is not just the um, just the prejudice between two people it is also structurally evident in the, even the very makeup of the society itself right so you're gonna find racism in the justice system you're gonna find racism in um, in the school system but in you know even in one's freedom of movement, it can be um, impeded by prejudice against someone's race.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And it's the same way, just like with racism, you can't, it's, not a, it's, not a, it's not a flat comparison that you can make. It's the, the, the dynamic is totally different. It's the same way how when you talk about cultures interacting, you have to think about, well, not have to think about, but how you behave is informed by centuries of history. Right, right. So you have to. So if you if you want to be on quote the right side of things, not that you know, there's an absolute right side of things because things of course change, mm-hmm. and there's also there's other dynamics you have to think about like you know, gender and all sorts of stuff. But if you want, if you actually are that worried about, um, stepping on toes or being wrong in situations, it's best that you one, figure out the history of things, right, and then keep that in mind when you're interacting, um, with a space.
0: Right. Yeah. In fact, I was thinking about this recently that I think, cause I think I've had a lot of, um, Eurekas with, um, being more sensitive this year, especially because, um, I, I mean, I like to stay on the side of logic and I like to think that I'm quite a war quote-unquote war. you know like i'll cuss off people <laughs> left right and center i'm that kind of person when it comes to it but um the more and more you know i have this conversation with my parents and the more and more i view like how distant they are um in this whole conversation makes me realize that there's no way that I wasn't and that I don't have all of that packaged into my system, you know? Mm-hmm. So I've been spending a lot of time unpacking that for myself. And what I've really found, even just having conversations with other people and trying to see where my brain automatically lands and where I, what kind of things I automatically like garner emotions for, it's always about like, who are you really trying to defend and why? it's not even so much about what you're saying. Because the guy who says, for example, uh, oh, but what if the black person does it to me? Okay, so maybe it's not great if you are in some encounter and somebody says something to you and you you didn't mean it, right? But um, why everyone's not sorry for you? (laughs) It all has to be, I mean, like, the idea is like, why are you looking for a reason to... Put yourself in the position of the victim, just so that you can prove that you can or have the right or the the, the, the power to condemn someone else or to decide what the 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 um, situation should be like. And I was having a conversation as well on Twitter um, uh, because my friend is a my friend is a trans man and um they somebody attacked one of their posts about pronouns and uh, i saw them share about it on instagram and i saw that they were fighting with this person for a day or something like that and to me i just i recognized that this was a conversation that they wanted to have but at the same time of course it's ridiculously emotionally taxing for the person because they can't remove themselves from the situation you know they're they're a lot more heated than i'll ever be about the conversation so i decided to join the conversation just to give my friend a break actually and um so i had the conversation for about half an hour and i got to the point in the beginning this person was like listen you guys are delusional your people are flipping crazy you know i don't know um, how can you believe, you know, there are two genders, like, all of this stuff is fake, like, if I have to bend to say that to you, then, then you know, that's that's like, I'm being, I have no integrity, or whatever, uh, because it's like if a schizophrenic person said that there's a bus flying through the sky, and I tell them yes, or something, was, was basically what they're trying to say, because... The, their new gender doesn't exist or the existence of other genders don't exist was their platform so I spent a while talking to this person and uh, because I'm removed from the situation and I have the privilege of being somber and not emotional and angry and kind of like go, screaming back and forth with this guy you know I actually got distilled the conversation to a Okay, maybe I have been a bit maybe I've been a bit insensitive and haven't thought about the other position, but still you know it seems to me like LGBT people they just don't never want to listen to that's your... A person that's a person saying that yeah, that's them saying okay. so oh I'm you know I'm sorry uh, it's just that I always feel like LGBT people never want to listen to your opinion so I get emotional right so they're ga- they got to this place of apologizing, but the truth and the fact is that like, the the issue here is not even the arguments because it's from a place of ignorance and anybody can be ignorant you know but the problem here is that you're going out of your way to defend or to defame you know the the the, the wrong gr- or like a a group that is not in need of defense or a group that is like or something that has nothing to do with the point like you you are pulled well, but but, f- that's that, but that's but that's
1: untitlement because it's not it's not
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's the, when people take up um crusades like that against things that don't need to be defended it's because the status quo is being is being um questioned challenged mm-hmm. and people want to maintain it right mm-hmm. and so it, it it's more like a defensive mechanism or sorry, a defensive mechanism. It's more a defense mechanism than anything, <laughs> yeah. and mm-hmm. it again shows that entitlement right. that the world is supposed to be this way. So therefore, yeah. you presenting um, knowledge counter to that is you know flat out wrong, or it has to be wrong. Right. Um. When you get to um, when you get to someone saying, "Oh, they," I I just feel like I'm not being heard or anything like that. They actually haven't considered the fact that all that they're saying. Is the status quo? That's all that we hear. Yeah. So it's only okay. Perfect example of this is if you look at representation of races, not not even races. Let's um talk about LGBTQ plus representation in American media, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And how in the last couple years, in the last like a couple decades, there has been more push for representation um of of um, people across the spectrum, across the queer spectrum. Mm-hmm. And you actually have people who are, um, who are arguing that because say one TV show got one queer character. Mm-hmm. Oh, everything is gay nowadays. Yeah. Right. Everything. So it's, it's, it's deadly. This person has not even come to the point where they can actually acknowledge that, Hey, my stance is the dominant stance. It's just, it feels like everything is being taken away from them because you know mm. what they mm. know to be true or what they feel should be true is not being wholly represented. Right. Right. So even in in cases like that, I find it. Um. I mean, you're bigger than me if you step step up and join a any sort of an internet dispute. I feel mm. like that's my Facebook days gone. I was mm. um 14. I had time to waste. Right. But what I it, it, I find it very hard to engage in discussions like this with people because if you're not going to start from the baseline point if we're not establishing hey your view is actually the dominant view and my view is being you know is the one that is trying to fight fight for space in the room mm-hmm. um then there's no point to the argument when you um because the person if you're not on the same page and one person thinks that um they're being so persecuted they're going they're in defense mode they all they're going to do is um is repeat themselves they're not yeah, going yeah, to take yeah. any your points. They're not you know, there's not, nothing constructive is gonna come out of that um conversation because they're not ready to have it. They're yeah. not interested in having it. Right. You know? Right.
0: I think And that's I think that's my yeah, go on. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, sorry no I you're right and I think that's the only time that I do make leeway and I'm I, I basically I test to see if the if the if the conversation is linear in any way like if it's moving forward in any way and then I may continue to see if I can get somewhere but anyway it, it usually falls short anyhow because someone else who is angry will also join the conversation and then it just undoes everything that we <laughs> I just said anyway, because then everybody just starts yelling again. Yeah. And so it, it doesn't really, I mean, it happens often, but I think it's good for me as well so that I can also, you know, work through my thought process with it a little bit cleaner. Because I think one of the biggest things for me is that, um, I have a somewhat of a dual perspective because I'm super privileged. I am mixed with white. So I have, um, light skinned privilege in a lot of ways. And, um, especially back at home and like my, uh, family's position or, you know, who my family, because Jamaica as a predominantly black place, we're very, very light skin, you know? So I grew up in this, uh, this place of privilege, but then outside of Jamaica, I often end up feeling like the most, the darkest person in the room, um, just based on who I talk to. And so, which is also a Something that I think is strange That I definitely even gravitate into lighter skinned spaces sometimes And uh, in general, I try to... I have this like a double pull in between both spaces So I feel very attacked if I'm in a room with white people And they're talking about something plain or basic even But I can tell the, the level of privilege laced in every word and the expect, the, the what do you call it, the entitlement that's laced in every sentence. Like the other day I was, sit, I was standing in a conversation with some friends of mine talking about dreadlocks and whether or not they were planning to get them. Because one of the friends had had them for some years and just cut them off. And the other ones were like, hmm, maybe I'll get dreadlocks too and whatever. And it was... I mean quote unquote a harmless conversation, but it was so removed from anything without any like thought about the culture or thought about anything at all. Just like nothing at all, you know? And I was so uncomfortable. But at the same time, I'm sure that I'm I that I have been at least that aggressor in many situations, um, or that person removed without the conversation. Um, before so I spend some time in these conversations to kind of like face myself and like what my views are and to to replace them a lot Um, and also I feel like I have this huge privilege to be calmer about it because I've had the privilege of not having to be in the space of the oppressed all the time and that I've also in some ways experienced the entitlements of the light-skinned community you know And so I have this space where I can kind of be, like, uh, almost nice, you know? Like, yeah, I get what you're saying. I see what your point is, but that's not it, honey, you know, sort of way. Whereas, like, for someone who's... Can't who's not removed from that situation that just feels so stupid to even like entertain the thoughts. If do you know what I mean? <laughs> like it's it's. Um... I get
1: I get what you're saying. I guess I guess because I feel like that's definitely about more about respectability politics, and I don't believe in respectability yeah. politics personally because right because it's not as it's not a logical it's not a logical equation. No, when people are bigoted and when people are have frankly, wrong opinions
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, that are harmful to others, it's mm-hmm. not a position of they... Or a lot of times it's not a position of, oh, they didn't know better. Or it's, or if I'm kind to them. Right, yeah. Because that is... No, you're right. Because that is the argument that, um, that has prevailed. Mm-hmm. For example, look at feminism. Oh, I don't like when women act like... Bash men. I wish she was nicer about it. Yeah, 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 I yeah. Wish yeah. She, I wish... And a feminist doesn't have to be yeah. uh, a woman. A yeah. feminist is just anyone who believes in that. and, and yeah, yeah. yeah. I no, mean, totally. There is a lot of even layers to even look at it. There, Feminism, mm-hmm. when it was first con- conceptualized, is not the same feminism now. Yeah. Um, there's also womanism to consider. Mm-hmm. There's also all the different angles that you can, you know, fight the fight from, right? Like yeah. looking at it from a racial angle, looking at it from a queer angle and so on. But a lot of times these people are just fundamentally opposed to these
0: things yeah because no no, it's, no you're right it's, it's, weird, the, it's the tone you know? policing that's yeah for sure and i i mean i i think i agree with you in that in on what you said but it's just that like i think that's actually why i joined the conversation because i feel like i mean it, let's see that specific conversation i don't often join the conversation but that specific time because um, I actually, I really hate Twitter. I don't like Twitter for this specific reason. And we could even talk about language t- Twitter another day. I think I would want to do a podcast episode about language Twitter. But Twitter is so goddamn negative all the time. <laughs> I feel I feel, I feel feel like, the thing about it, I feel like you feel the same way about, you
1: feel the way about Twitter that I feel about Facebook.
0: Mm.
1: I think that Facebook is, frankly, in a lot of ways, a cesspool mm. of foolishness. Mm. But then it's not but then apart from like the politics of like the owners of facebook itself because that's Mm. something to consider otherwise but just being able to create echo chambers in the first place right because i think that the with twitter wars facebook comment wars are just as terrible or where i haven't been in there in a while but i know it's still happening because as people tell me Mm. right i feel like it's just as terrible um and it is just as terrible in real life to have these conversations because the only thing about real life is that people feel less um, empowered to yeah. hound and like pursue it as strongly because, you know, there's decorum to consider, you know, you might have to catch your bus in five minutes so you don't stay, you know, in the conversation or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like it's right. Once and the same thing with the Reddit, once people have a platform and the internet is perfect for this, once people feel like they have a platform to pursue and conquer um, other views that oppose theirs. Um, a lot of people will take that. Will take that route, you know. Yeah. So I feel like it really, it really comes down to again the human element of it all. And some people are wicked, to be honest. Um, and some people don't want to change. Not that it's not possible for them to change, but just that in some ways you can't even take the burden of being that that medium between a more correct opinion. Mm-hmm. or uh, versus one that is completely harmful or uninformed mm-hmm. or so on, mm-hmm. because it's, it's not just that it 's uninformed it 's just that there are also just like how we learn from institutions and we learn from people who are versed in the, in the subjects about how things go about the realities of things and how you know history and how culture affects how we relate to one another. there are people on the other side who are also pushing their same agenda of spreading misinformation or mm. maintaining the status quo, you know? Mm. So it's like, it's weird. And then it, we, we get back to being insular and how dangerous that can be. Right Insularity, once someone has an echo chamber that gives them the same responses that they want over time and they don't, for example, their whole, their family is like that, their friends are like that. Their job is like that. Their entire country or their entire city might be like that. Mm-hmm. It becomes very hard to um to to combat that at all. Yeah. And this is not like what like, our conversation is supposed to be about. But it brings me again back to the point of why do we have to be all one? Mm. Right? Mm. Why do we have to be in each other's pockets mm-hmm. all the time? Why does there need to be advanced cooperation? mm mm-hmm within um between cultures until we're all seamless
0: uh-huh.
1: we're not we're very different people we, like there'll all, there will always be conflict in the world there's never going to be a point point. and this is not me speaking pessimistically but just speaking about just at some point like in certain cultures there are um fundamental things that are going to be different yeah right for example if you look at um i was talking to someone the other day and I was basically saying that even if you look at how the individual is treated in a country,
0: uh-huh.
1: right? So where, whereas, I remember you were telling me that in some countries, it is that the family is the smallest unit of society right? versus other countries where it's the individual. Like, how do you get up and tell somebody else who thinks that the individual doesn't matter as much as the family In a society, how do you get up and just tell them? Oh no, no, the individual matters. Right. It 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 borders on violence because they didn't get up. That's that's the culture of their place. This is how they operate. Right. So I feel like even our crusades, just like I feel like I'm not finishing any of my sentences. So we're probably gonna have to (laughs) re-record this at some point. We're gonna we're gonna have to streamline this shit and like you know figure out our talking points. Um, this is just me and you talking right now, but. Yeah. If you think about it, it's just like America saying that they fight for freedom; therefore, they're mm-hmm. going to go to war in every country to fight against communism. Mm-hmm. That is not that is not self determination. Mm-hmm. That is imperialism. Yeah. So it is also just as imperialistic, especially coming from a Western point of view, to expect to assimilate, say, a culture, another culture, into their own, or to form a a, a handshake bond where you know. You know, yes, you see, everything is possible through kindness and hard work. Sometimes it's not as easy as that, you know? Uh-huh. And it's in the same way, we should be allowed to just kind of close off. Uh-huh. We should be allowed to say, hey, I'm not going to chase this this um, this um argument with this person right now who's not receptive to change or anything like that. Right. Because I don't need them on my side, you know? Yeah, right. We have to balance our need to have harmony with everyone versus having harmony with the people who matter.
0: Right, right, right. To us, you know? Yeah. Um, To bring it back a little bit to um, how that pertains to people who want to be culturally aware when they venture into other cultures and things like that, um, I think your point about that even is that sometimes you have to let cultures be what they are instead of trying to make some kind of mix or trying to yeah. to pull in spots where you're not supposed to pull. I mean, of course, things may be offered to you. Um, but I think about Japan and why I left Japan in a lot, you know, I'm, I'm almost scarred because yeah. <laughs> I'm a very strong woman. Um, I'm a strong person. Like, right now I'm kind of confused about my gender. But at least when I was living in Japan, I was a woman. (laughs) And, you know, and it was very difficult. It's like a constant push down your throat that you don't matter. In the most nicest through the most widest smile, right? But that is like... Really weaved into every section of the culture, and in all honesty, like 90% of women don't fight it in Japan to the extent where they kind of like it, you know. Um, the, the people who are f- screaming feminists, feminism in Japan, are generally foreigners, and there is like a small group of people who. Um, because I did it I did this course in university and we talked about the numbers and what the groups look like. And the groups who are feminist in Japan, like Japanese feminist groups, they look very, very, very different from what we see feminism as in the West, you know? Like stuff that they vie for would not be something that I would want for myself. Yeah. Ever. You know? So, the approach that they have and the way that they have accepted what I see as oppression, which could... It's also just, um, you know, the the comfort of roles for them. Like, how much... how mu- They like their roles. Um, well, at least a lot of people do, you know? And I just couldn't stay because it just didn't match what my philosophy is for my life. And... Uh, I couldn't justify trying to fight my way through it. You know, it's not my place to fight. It's not my my area to shape, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I left Japan and went... You know, there's a, there's a metric for the most equal places in the world. And of course, it's a give and take. Everything's not perfect when you do these measurement things. But the lowest first world country is South Korea. Right after that would be... Um, would be japan probably something like that and uh the first is number one is uh iceland then finland then sweden so i literally went to the exact opposite end of the number spectrum you know because i was so done with i was like i can't i can't i can't do this anymore i literally can't like when my friend who lives there um i wouldn't call it permanently but like uh like she she plans to live there for a long time and uh, she doesn't see herself leaving anytime soon. She sends me like stuff that she sees all the time, yeah. like advertisements on her phone or, you know, those kind of like advertisements in the train or things like that. And they distress me. They distrust me a lot. Like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, one she just sent me is a, an advertisement that came up online, which is a, a popular. It's like uh, it's like Japan's WhatsApp or Facebook Messenger, depending on where you're from. The ad was, even though I'm trying my hardest, why am I being cheated on? Three ways to not have your husband have an affair. But
1: <laughs> w- w- what? <laughs> Like, oh, whoa. Whoa.
0: yeah!
1: Whoa, and whoa, that's that. Wait a wait a a three ways to have not have enough. Have your husband have an affair. One, poison him. <laughs> Two, poison him. And three, poison him.
0: There's nothing else. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's you know. When it's, done that, Buckler arsenic. <laughs> And that is the- sca- like that is the level that you're dealing with i'm talking it is so woven into the culture that that can be just like a regular pop up ad on your phone, like yeah, so how not to get cheated on and it literally starts with but i'm trying my hardest not to get cheated on like it says like the you know like the question first like 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 a quote kind of thing like oh, yeah. oh i'm trying so hard but dot 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 you know still getting cheated on how not to have your husband get an affair and i was like that's crazy how can this be mainstream media or you know just recently there was um, a guy or like a singer and uh, and also a politician who were talking about corona and saying oh yeah you know this is good because I say, like, oh, Corona sucks, but at least we'll get a lot more cute um, prostitutes. Because good-looking women, because they won't have money, will have to go into prostitution. Oh yes, because of the economic oh, yes. fall. Yeah. Oh yes. So talking about pu- talking about this oh, on gosh, public yes, public radio, public radio saying, oh, you know, Corona is really shitty, but at least we'll get harder prostitutes. You know, and I was like. You know, yeah, I just... Normal. I Yeah, it, it the, the degree I... that it is integrated into society. So, but here's the sticky part, right? Objectively, to me, objectively, that is like ridiculous and gross violation of uh, human rights. Okay? But that is... If it's to that degree, we're talking about the, the, the really bad... Like the, the stuff that to my eyes is like the really bad and extreme aspects of way that people discuss women but this to, to show you the top it trickles down into everything i mean everything in japan and their society is built around this concept that women are exist to serve men just like other places but even like further ingrained into the entirety of society you know mm-hmm. so how do you begin to tackle that or begin to try and You know, take the fun of Japan, take the anime and the weeb stuff and then pretend that this isn't a thing. Or even just all of the people who, you know, we watch anime shows that have nothing to do with uh, pornography or, like, nothing to do with that. We'll watch an anime show and the breeze will just blow up and you'll just see the girls' panties. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and we just, we just, we're like, yeah, well, you know, that's Japan. (laughs) It's like, how can you... How can you take one piece of a culture without taking the other? It's hard, you know. Mm. No, and, and that, again, that comes down
1: to comprehension as well. Mm. That comes down to comprehension as well, and that gets yeah, that can get into a whole conversation about trying to like pick choose and refuse. Yeah, trying to pick choose and refuse, and again, why is it so important? Right. For you, to um to partake in this, like especially if you're not thinking critically, um. Before we started talking about this part, you mentioned something about being exposed to cultures and whether or not you should partake, even if you're invited. Mm-hmm. That's a good point to, um, and a, a good thing to talk about, I think, because there are, for example, if you have a country like Jamaica mm-hmm. and Jamaica is heavily dependent on tourism,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? And so, what that leads to is a lot of really disturbing colonial. Parallels being mm. made, mm. literally, like in ads, mm-hmm. like you will up until like up until recently there was this um, this prominent hotel chain. I won't say the name. Prominent <laughs> hotel chain, and all of their ads were um, it was black people serving white people, mm. like every single one of them. Mm. And so it's very disturbing when you think about that, um, because yeah. you will have people who are begging to serve tourists. yeah, particularly that's true. white tourists yeah the whole that's very true because they can maybe get they feel that like they can maybe get tipped better, they feel that like they'll have like an in to adjust, you know there's a lot of different reasons why and again yeah. that is all colonization still rearing its head mm-hmm. but in the same context, if you're a white person and you are encountering that kind of invitation into the culture, like what do you do? Mm-hmm. you know what do you do? Um, and this is where being knowledgeable and being um, being cognizant of history and how cultures interact becomes, you know, a very important thing. Because if you are a part of the, the privileged group and you decide to, like, just take advantage of all this invitation, like, oh, yes, you know, you know, they're the ones who told me I could do this. You're the ones who blah, 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 blah. Then, I mean you can you can be like an asshole, like, that's fine, just say that, <laughs> you know? Like, it, yeah. you definitely, you have some of the onus on you, or if not all of the onus on you for perpetuating this system. Because one, these oppressed cultures, they didn't ask for this. Mm-hmm. They It's not that like they created it and said, oh, I'm going to make a haven for white people. No, what happened is that maybe they were enslaved, maybe they were colonized. And this was imposed upon um the, that, that culture they were imposed upon for so long that this became the way how to advance in society, therefore they just kind of sucked it up over time because you know what can you do but survive right right so this is where educating yourself becomes really important because then um it's not for people who are from oppressed cultures to tell you to educate you about interaction necessarily do your reading and maybe if we're going to make like a a list of things you can possibly do one listen right listen to not only your own spaces but other spaces find out more about cultures and then two make sure you're listening reading consuming from the right sources Mm -hmm. because um when you look at history history written by a white person in a lot of spaces is very suspect, Mm. right? Especially if you're coming from an enlightened point of view because history is written by the victors, right? Quote, Mm -hmm. unquote, the victors. Mm -hmm. And therefore, there can be biases
0: in it that
1: inform a a harmful opinion. Right. Um, A a friend of mine was reading a book the other day. It was about the myths, all the mythology of the world, right? Of the entire world. Mm-hmm. The entire world, right? <laughs> this is supposed to be a comprehensive look right. at the myths of what the, the entire world. world. Um, first of all, Africa was not included. <laughs> the entire continent of Africa was Why just me? not included. Oh no! Right, and then on top of that, she was reading um a part about Native American mythology, and mm-hmm. she got to a point where. There's something about the um, the landscape of America that changed mm-hmm. how Native American cultures um, told their stories. Mm-hmm. And the man wrote, "When the buffalo disappeared, we saw a significant change or some shit like that, as if the buffalo just vaporized into <laughs> thin air, and that it wasn't a concerted colonial effort yeah. Yeah. to kill the buffalo so that right. the Native American populace- populations would starve." Right. Yeah. So that they would lose a very big part of their culture, something that they depended on. They acted like it wasn't a genocidal effort to kill the buffalo. Mm-hmm. So, for example, so you reading a book, you're a little ignorant. You going to say, "Yeah, man, I can read about the world. I can read about the myths of the world. I'm gonna read that." And the buffalo disappeared. What you're not gonna think necessarily yeah. that oh, this man might just be you know speaking some hot trash, yeah.
0: you know. Yeah.
1: So you have to be um you have to be aware of who you're reading from and you have to cross reference you know you have to read from different sources and not saying that you can't read um from authors who are more, like speaking from um,
0: privileged positions hegemon,
1: hegemonically favored right yeah. it's not saying you can't read from them i mean i w- I, w- I would tell you to find some better material because some of this stuff is just you know Really just trash. <laughs> but, <laughs> but make sure that you're actually looking to the... If, you're going, if you want to learn about the culture, go to those people. Find out about these different spaces that you want to um, partake in. And then the third thing, right? So the first thing was, you know, listen and consume. Second thing was watch who you're listening and consuming from. Mm-hmm. Right? And the third thing is don't try to insert yourself. As a protagonist in any of these stories. Mm. Right? Don't try to insert yourself as a protagonist. Um, And know your own boundaries. If you know, for example, that analogy. My name is Jane and over there you have Kate. Mm -hmm. And for the entirety of our family histories, Jane's family, my family, would steal the crayons from Kate. (laughs) Right, mm-hmm. steal that, steal them clear, clear, clear. Just steal mm-hmm. them. Just, every, every color, even skin. <laughs> you know, racism everywhere. The color of skin, yes, everything. Yes, if I know that and Kate offers me crayons, mm-hmm. I'm going to be maybe be like, hmm, it's okay, you know. Why, first of all, because reparations, but <laughs> third of all, yeah, second of all, um. Just because that—that's that, that, not right, you know. It's if I perpetuate this legacy, then am I any different from what came before me? You know. Yeah. So think critically like that, and don't get don't get caught up in the excitement of it all, mm. right? In 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 some ways, if 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 it is, I'm not saying, and I'm not saying that people from different cultures cannot wholly participate in another person's culture. For example, if you look at two two people from different cultures getting married, you're yeah. gonna see a lot of that organic mixture, right? A lot of people, if they have um, two different families from the two different cultures in a marriage, they might even do two completely different um, celebrations yeah. of the marriage, right? Representing both cultures, where everyone is like an like kind of like an all in thing, you know? Yeah. Right. Like that's a that's a different case, but. For you to come enough up yourself now, and decide you want to take a front seat, that's completely wrong. And you're you're it's you're doing, you're doing as much of the um, assimilation and imperialist imperialist work as your privileged forefathers. Right, right. It's also the same thing. Um, if you look at like the Black Lives Matter protests that have been happening. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I, I didn't see it as much this time, or maybe my, my social media feeds are just curated to perfection, but, <laughs> um, there, you can't have in a black lives matter movement that you're going to want a white person to step up and try to, you know, you to speak over, mm. you know, the, the, people who are actually being affected, that can't happen. Mm-hmm. Right. If you're so, um, invested in interacting with and sharing with a culture, Especially if you know that it is a culture that has been oppressed in the past, or that there's a there's an imbalance between your culture and their culture, you have to you have to cover your bases. You have to be very cautious about how you tread, not because the other culture is dangerous, but because you could be continuing a legacy that is harmful to that same culture. Yes.
0: Okay. You know. Yeah. For sure. So, I want to. Come back and just give a mini summary of like what I think you're saying. You it was good because you you gave us some points and we I think I'm gonna make a transcript uh, for this episode because there was a lot and we did ramble a little bit. <laughs> um, but uh, well, I
1: think I feel like the, I feel like the first like 15 minutes can cut completely. <laughs> <laughs> um we but get, you know we it's... just started where we became coherent because at one point we just weren't coherent and it was just beer um mm, <laughs> empathize yeah
0: empathize <laughs> but you know it's it's good though guys because basically what this conversation is is trying to strive for a more conscious um, and uh, basically looking at what positions we are, who we are and how those dynamics affect the way we approach other people's uh, cultures because it's this conversation what it represents is that it's we're not on the same playing field there are different dynamics at play there is a lot of history going on and there there's things that we have to consider and even just, for ourselves like who are you what do you in what are you entitled to what are you not entitled to what are you what are you being privileged to get are you um, getting to enter a culture or getting to experience something are you lucky enough to experience that you know it's not about oh okay i like this so this is my new thing now <laughs> you know it's not that yeah. and this whole conversation it was a little bit back and forth because there are no clear lines there are no clear rules, exactly. and exactly. you you can be invited by someone. You can be, um, you know, some things might be accepted in one place or even exploited in another place, and it seems like the normalest thing in the world. That doesn't mean that it may be something that you should partake in. And the idea is that you should have this dialogue with yourself, have this dialogue with your friends from that country, have this dialogue or you know look up a video from someone and 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 hear what people have to say think about the history your place and how you um what your footing is what your relationship is with that culture yeah and then make an educated decision to celebrate that culture instead of taking what is interesting to you and then doing whatever you want with it mhm so Hopefully, if nothing else, <laughs> this conversation can show you how much thought should really be put into um approaching a new culture and um what you can start to think about when you decide to go on vacation, when you decide to book that boat trip, you know, um down some small river in the middle of Southeast Asia, when you decide to And we
1: haven't even, and we haven't even gotten like radical or anything like that because like if we want to talk about it we can get there if we want to dismantle um colonization we need to dismantle imperialism and dismantle capitalism and all that stuff we're not even gonna get there today because (laughs) i'm tired i
0: don't feel like going down that road (laughs) exactly there are lots
1: of (laughs) but again being mindful of how of how you share space with people and how you interact with people considering that the world is not perfect Mm -hmm. right Considering that the world is not perfect, and that we are going to be, um, without meaning to, without wanting to, engaging in exploitative practices, or we're going to might, might potentially be harming someone with our actions, right? It might be unavoidable. It might not be, but you, you might not even know it's even happening. But that is very likely, especially if you're living in the West, especially if you're living in the North, right? Mm-hmm. If you're gonna, if we're gonna accept that's happening. Make up for what you cannot see. Make up for your blind spots. That might be empowering um the voices of people of this of this culture that might be um disenfranchised, that might be on um, disadvantaged. yeah, right. Empower them, um support their local businesses, support their local initiatives right? Choose the little man more than the... Established man. Established... <laughs> no, not, not, not established <laughs> man, more like... Just like how, um, just like how... Okay, just like how with Japan and J- Japanese culture. Mm-hmm. You have, like, Japanese culture, and then you have... Japanese culture is anime and like yeah. Lolita and all these other things that you know mm-hmm. I crave. You know that I that these cultural products that were prepared for me in mm-hmm. a lot of cases, right? Mm, okay. Choose choose a choose a better view of things. Don't should, don't necessarily come and choose the um, the tourist designed um, glossy finish right. all the time. If you come to Jamaica, for example, coming to Jamaica and coming to a hotel. Is different from coming to Jamaica and actually experiencing the culture 100%. right and one is definitely more beneficial for the Jamaican
0: people yeah you can use you know? US dollars at the supermarket you know <laughs> you, can, yeah. you can you can benefit you can, our... <laughs> if you're
1: gonna buy a souvenir buy it from the liquor man on the road you know don't yeah. buy it in the the gift shop you know stuff like that
0: yeah I, actually
1: know? that's that's a really good point be very ethically conscious of how you participate even if you have to do something that isn't exactly like 100% ethical because it's unavoidable yeah but like try to consider your
0: choices when they come to you consider your choices ah consider your choices what a lovely I think that is really the big hit home for every episode i think i think that is the hit home for every topic every episode every everything consider your choices people have a think before you buy things have a think before you do things um you you would be surprised
1: what into what things mean
0: (laughs) yeah yeah you know before you appropriate them yeah and i i'd like to see you know it's just like as. uh this this point that Cody is giving here, it's a a good... You know, the more you look in the small spaces is the more you understand the picture in the first place. So, Mm. you know, Cody was saying here that, like, you know, when in doubt, try to cover your blind spots, try to make up for whatever you've fudged up on the way along, on the journey, right? But as you seek to benefit the people and as you seek... To cover for your blind spot is the more you'll see your blind spots so yeah, yes yeah, yes yeah, yeah, true. it's uh it's a it's a beautiful process we're all not perfect and uh, there is no rights there there is certainly a wrong but there is definitely not a hard hard cut right so we're all striving to do the best of what we can to be the most um the most inclusive and uh, not bigots, not dickish to as many people as we can. I mean, we, want
1: to be, no, we, we want to be inclusive and also respectful. So if somebody Oof. tells you, um, it's a, a, for example, it, you can come to a point where it's, okay, so now I've read up on this culture. I feel like I understand it inside and out. Can, let me, uh, am I able to participate in it as, um, to the extent that I want to, which is, you know, in all of it right and it goes back to that point of don't ever try to um set yourself as a protagonist in this cultural space right if someone tells you hey no you're not allowed to um or you should not partake in in this particular aspect you should not wear this headdress you do, you should not do this be respectful of that as well and Listen. don't and back to that entitlement don't 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 come with the argument of of oh but you know that's discrimination. I mean, again, we're not going to talk about that. Because if you say that, you're dumb. If you don't understand, you're just dumb. <laughs> just because someone else has something that you like and they don't want to share it with you, they don't have to share it with you, okay? Just be respectful. Boundaries yeah. are important and they're necessary. They're valid.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's a, another great point. And I think we can't add any more because we're over by 10 minutes. But, yes, okay. for sure. Again, as
1: I said, 15 minutes don't count earlier.
0: yeah 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 you are not entitled to someone else's culture you get to partake in it as much as you are let because it's theirs that's just how it works you could want to do more and you i mean just appreciate think about it's actually from the opposite point of view as well like it's good to be yourself guys when you acknowledge who you are It's it. Everything is better. You 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 know. uh, Trying to be someone else, trying to adopt something else, and I it. I've seen it. It isn't pretty. Okay, (laughs) like the more you adopt who you are, is the more you'll even be able to appreciate things outside of your sphere as well. So with that note, we're gonna end today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening um i know it was a wild ride if you have a bunch of opinions i hope good opinions then <laughs> leave them in the comment section below on our website we have a whole podcast page where you can leave comments or feel free to tag us in a story or something on instagram at gladly Global underscore i think that's it we are here once a month Um, We set the dates and posted on our Instagram. So we will see you in the next culturally informed, culturally conscious, language related, Gladly Global podcast episode. Bye bye. Bye bye.